Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. The Ivies look forward to Pine Cove every summer because we know that our kids are going to have an amazing experience, not just with the fun activities like swimming and wakeboarding, but they're going to hear the gospel and they're going to see the gospel lived out through the amazing counselors that they bring in. Have you heard that Pine Cove also offers a two-week camping program? Check out pinecove.com slash two-week and use the code double the happy for $500 off a first-time two-week youth camp registration. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, Jamie. And it's good to have you here today. I really am happy to have you. I, I think about this all the time. I listen to podcasts all the time. I love them so much. I have my favorites. I have my never miss. I have the ones I go searching for. And every time I do that, I think about you as a listener listening to the happy hour. And I'm just grateful. I just want you to hear. I'm really grateful that you're here. We celebrate our ninth birthday in May. And I just cannot get over that this is my job, first of all, and that I get to have the most amazing conversations with the most amazing people who are literally living out where God has put them, doing what he's asked them to do. And then you get to listen and it gets to change your life. Just my mind is blown. So I want to say I'm grateful. Thank you for being here. Friends, today is a special show for myself because it's my friend Ann Voskamp. And Ann was on the show almost a year ago uh, talking about her book that came out last year called Waymaker, Finding the Way to the Life You've Always Dreamed of. And and I read that book last year and it was one of my favorite books that I read. And she's back again today. uh, And it's because she has a kid's book. Her book is called In Your brave song and in this book she crafts an unforgettable relatable age-appropriate tale with a deeply memorable and moving message about bravery and belonging and so today Anne comes on and we talk about that we talk about bravery we talk about belonging we talk about where these words that she wrote for children came from in her own personal life I love when she says she says the whisper in our hearts is this you are chosen not for what you do but for who you are for whose you are. Friends, you're going to enjoy this episode with my friend Anne. Thank you for listening. And if you've never subscribed to the Happy Hour, today's a great day to do that. Wherever you listen to the show, whatever podcast app you use, just find our show. You're already listening and go hit subscribe. That does a couple things. Number one, it makes sure you never miss an episode. It just shows up in your podcast player. Number two, it really helps us reach more people to have more subscribers. So I would be grateful for that and would be great for you because we have some amazing shows coming up in the rest of this month that you do not want to miss out on. All right, y'all, here is my conversation with Anne Voskamp. Anne Voskamp, welcome back to the happy hour. I am with my one of my most favorite people on the entire planet. Getting to talk with Jamie Ivey is my favorite and getting to listen. I could listen to Jamie Ivey all day, every day. You know that? I'm so glad you're here. And you were on maybe about like a year ago, and we were talking about a book of yours. And you are coming back on because we're talking about another book of yours. So you're just putting out books left and right. But this is different because this is a kid's book. And so this is 
this is your very first children's book. Am I right? It is my very first children's book, and this is my first time to actually talk about it. So I am so grateful it's with you, Jamie. Well, when you told me that you had a children's book, you sent me, I think maybe like a PDF mm. over text or something, I did, and yeah, I just yeah. devoured it and loved it, loved it. And then mm. um, a couple of weeks ago when I got it in the mail, I sent you a picture of it, and I don't even think it, like many people had it yet. And I just read it again from cover to cover and loved it, loved it, loved it. So I, I've got to start where everyone's going to start with asking mm. Anne, why a children's book? I think for me, Jamie, everything everything I write, whether it's blog posts, whether it's um, more memoirish type books, whether it's like um, whether it's devotional books, whether it's children's books, I am writing out of my own life all the time. So it's not like I have oh here's an idea for a book and I will go ahead. I'm writing out of trying to figure something out for me. So it's um all my writing is organic. And the first person that the gospel needs to be preached back to is me first. Um, so this children's book really came out of, um, we have seven children that run in ages from 27 um, down to eight years old. So this children's book came out of um, a little sing song that I would say to our youngest daughter when I tucked her in every night and throughout the day. And it became, it not only became um, a grounding, centering, safe space for her, but I also found that that little refrain over and over again um, actually became my own brave song for me as an adult. So the book really came out of both of us finding our way forward when, um, when life is hard and challenging. And I think, I think it's honestly coming out of a pandemic coming out of the last couple of years, um, the cultural landscape and the topography, all of our, all of our lives, we are in a mental health crisis that, I mean, the CDC has actually said it's a mental health emergency, um, where we see young people really struggling with depression and identity and feeling lost. And what does it mean to look, to feel like I belong at all? We've got screens and social media coming at our kids from all sides where they don't feel like they fit in, where they don't feel like um, they measure up. There's comparison constantly, which is driving that mental health crisis where they just um, feel a sense of um, I'm not good enough. And really this book is about uh, what, what kind of song can you preach back to yourself, sing back to yourself? What kind of um, note to soul, soul talk, can you actually um, give back to yourself to reorient yourself, to center yourself, to tell yourself who you are so you can find your way forward? You know, the song that you're talking about in your book, um, I'm assuming that it is where mm -hmm. the song, uh, Jesus Loves You, Makes You Strong, In Him yes. You're Brave and yeah. You Belong. And I, I love this so much because what you just said is something that I think is so important. We can talk all day about like, oh, Anne has a new children's book and that stuff like that. But I read your book and I, I'm glad you talked about how it's it's for the adult and the child to kind of recenter. And I felt that way when I would read Jesus Storybook Bible to my kids by Sally Lloyd-Jones. I'd feel like, oh, she wrote this for kids and this is like to help my kids love God more. And I was grounded by that book and I loved God more and I wept through reading that book to my kids. And this is the same. And 
And so I want to ask you, every book that you just said is personal, is from what you've walked through. And and I would have a feeling that this is definitely you walking through this song with your daughter, but there's got to be a little bit deeper in here as, as well. And so how does, where does that come from, from Anne um, with also needing this as well? Such a good question. And only Jamie Ivy could ask that question. Um, you and I actually spent, what, Jamie? three days, four days together, uh, the end of the summer, um, as part of a confessional community of women. Um, and, uh, so there were seven of us in that community and we had our annual retreat together and (laughs) I felt wow, here we go. I didn't feel like I belonged at all. I didn't feel like I fit at that table at all. Um, So there's always, and I think, you know, yes, that's me, but I think lots of us walk into rooms where we feel like, you know what? I don't fit here at all. I think we're constantly trying to go, do I belong at this table? Um, And we've got narratives going on in our heads that are always saying like, um, Everybody else, everybody else has connected with somebody else. Everybody else feels really confident. Everybody else feels pretty solid and secure in who they are. And, but we know our own internal narrative. Um, So when we had those couple of days together for annual retreat, I actually, it was really crazy for me. I was like, okay, there's a part of me inside that doesn't feel like she fits at all. That little child that feels like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm the girl that doesn't belong in this room. And I couldn't believe how much I kept going back to the words, like literally Jamie, hundreds of times the four days we were all together, I had to go back to, especially the very end of your brave song, mm-hmm. which is, um, which is, it's that last page actually. And it's that verse from Zephaniah 317 in the CEV mm-hmm. reads, the Lord, your God is always with you. He celebrates and sings because of you. And he will refresh your life with his love. Um, In the actual book, um, Your Brave Song at the very end, it, it has that verse on the last page and then has a framed place where you're supposed to glue your child's photo here so that a child actually knows mm-hmm. that this is, this is your identity. This is who you are. So I found over those three to four days when I would start to feel any kind of rising anxiety, I would actually go, oh, wait, what's my brave song? Jesus loves me, makes me strong. In him, it's the in Christ part. In him, I'm brave and I belong. And I could actually say, okay, wait, right now, Jesus isn't just singing love over me, which is often how that verse is translated, but Jesus is actually singing because of me like that is surreal to me but and that that he he will refresh me with his love I think um when we start to feel rising anxiousness when we start to feel like I don't belong at this table when the narrative and the lies can get really loud in our head what do we have to recenter us? So for me, Jamie, it's not just about <laughs> this being a children's book. It also is for me to go, wait, do I know who I am in Christ? 
because I think for all of us, even though we're we're out slaying big dragons and doing big things in the world, there's still like the eight-year-old us inside. There's still like the 10-year-old us inside who's going, wow, this is really hard. And I don't know if I feel brave enough. I think all of us, regardless of what we're doing, we need our own brave song. And it comes back to bravery isn't something that we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or try to muster up. Bravery comes from knowing who I am in Christ. Jesus loves me, makes me strong. In him, I'm brave and I belong. I think right now in the midst of a mental health crisis, not just for adults, but for young children. I mean, the second leading cause of kids' death between the ages of 10 and 14 is suicide. So when you think about that, we we have a mental health crisis um, across North America. So do children really know who they are to go ahead and calm the anxiety to say, you actually really do belong, even though everything on your screen is has a filter on it that looks perfect. And you know that your inside isn't perfect, but your inside isn't filtered. So you have to take that inside and bring it before the Lord and say, okay, I remember who I actually am. So good. Um, in your book, Una Rain th- is this beautiful young daughter who looks a lot like a Voskamp. Um, <laughs> she is going through and figuring out where she belongs and what's going on um, with her life. And at the very end, I wanted to, this kind of ties into mm-hmm. what you were saying mm-hmm. as well. At the very end, there's this page in the book where she's with her friends mm-hmm. and, and, and the page says this, and that one little string mm-hmm. of words ties all the brave hearts to Jesus, who is love himself. And his whisper beats inside our hearts. You are chosen not for what you do, but for who you are, for whose you are. And that goes along with what you were saying that God, he chooses us because of we belong, because we are his, like knowing that we belong because of whose we are is so important for us to know. So you're, we're talking about mental health mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. And this book is so important for our children. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to ask for you, from you, where does this come from? As you're talking to, to your young daughter, you sing this song mm-hmm. for her. Does this come from you of like, I want to give you an over an overwhelming support system? Mm-hmm. Or does this come from you looking your eyes up and going, this is a really hard, scary place. And I'm still trying to figure out my way through the fog. So let me give you this kind of safe place to look through that. Where does that come from, from you as her mom, not even as the author of this mm-hmm. book, but you as her mom? Yeah, I think it's a both and Jamie. Um, I think for me as a kid, as a kid, I was really bullied. And um, I think there's still mm-hmm. wounds from that. Um, where... Um, the, the book starts off about little Una Rain going out into the world. And she, she um, when it was time for Una Rain to find a seat at lunch on her big day in a big new place, she couldn't find any place at any table just for her. She couldn't find a place with the big kids with all the big hair. She couldn't find a place with all the little kids with all the little toys. She couldn't find a place to squeeze in with any of the kids at all. Like that's little Anne. I didn't feel like I fit in any way, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the bullying, actually, Jamie, I don't know if I've ever said this anywhere. Um, when I was in grade eight, the bullying got to the place where I was suicidal and the cutting all started for me there because I didn't feel like I, and I think for there's all kinds of reasons why kids are bullied and they don't fit, whether it's um, sometimes 
racially, they don't feel like they fit. Sometimes their family doesn't look like it fits into everybody else's family. Sometimes kids own idiosyncratic interests and hobbies. So there's all kinds of reasons why we don't fit. And it's just a hard world. Um, so yes, I'm working out mm. what I wished I had known when I was a little kid. And I'm also mm. working out, um, we're a transracial family. Um, our youngest daughter, um, is Chinese. And I think there is such, um, the racial challenge is so significant right now. Um, and I think it's the conversation that we need to be having around our tables, whether we're a transracial family or whether we're not, is how are we being inclusive to people who don't look like us, who don't have a story like us, who have challenges, um, that we don't have, um, how are we being part of making a space at the table for people who don't feel like they fit? And um, it goes on in, in um, the book, Your Brave Song, that Una Rain then thinks about how can she actually create a space for other people? Um, mm -hmm. that, that she uh, And Una Rain found out that there's always a place that wants you if you're brave enough to make that space by making space in your world for them, others to be with you. So sometimes we always want a space at the table. And sometimes you go, okay, well, I could create a table. I could make a table and I could invite people who are right. on the margins, who don't feel like they belong. So it's actually, it's a story about empowering each of us to say, if I don't feel like I belong, where am I in the world that I could start to have eyes to see the other people who don't feel like they belong and start to invite them in also. And I just think, I just think right now when you, I mean, recent research has um, indicated that, which I just find is like a mind blowing statistics, that um, persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness have rose from 26% to 44% for young people. So we've got, we've got almost half of our kids feeling like hopelessness and a sense of sadness and what we're all wired for is connection. So how are we empowering our kids to be connected beyond screens, but actually like relationally connected? And then how are we modeling that in our own lives? Y'all, my kids look forward to going to Pine Cove every single year. Did you know that Pine Cove also offers a two week camping program? My daughter's story went last summer, loved it so much that she's doing it again this summer. Now, as her parents, we love Pine Cove for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's Christ-centered. It's others-focused. Summer after summer, every child at camp will not only hear the gospel, but they're going to see it lived out through every counselor, every person that's there, and every intentional activity that they do. Pine Cove Camps offers a safe place of belonging and community. Pine Cove is bringing its two-week camping program to camp locations in Texas, serving 6th through 12th graders. Start a new summer tradition with your child at Pine Cove this summer. Check out pinecove.com slash two-week. That's pinecove.com slash two-week. T-W-O-W-E-E-K. Use the code double the happy to save $500 off a first time two week youth camp registration. You guys in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly 
warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. It is, I think, a conversation that a lot of people are having that needs to be happening um, mm-hmm. because we're seeing this struggle with adults as well. Maybe none of us that are in our mm-hmm. age bracket, you and I, we didn't grow up with internet. We didn't grow up with the screens. It happened to us in you know, our early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But our kids are growing mm-hmm. up in a different mm-hmm. world. But also adults at post-COVID or wherever we are with COVID post this global pandemic, we're all trying to figure out this way as well. And it, it almost feels like you start this book with Una Rain. It, it says she's in this morning fog. And sometimes that's kind of what I feel like life mm-hmm. feels like. And so I want to know from you, um, I have a feeling that that fog was not just like, oh, what kind of day should she step in that you meant it to mean something? What does it mean for Una Rain to start mm-hmm. her journey in this fog where she can barely see in front of her? Exactly. And I think, I think, I think we've all felt like the last several years we're coming out of a fog. There are all kinds of cultural conversations that are happening that are profoundly um, zealous and polarizing in all kinds of ways. We have been um, across the globe, isolated in all kinds of ways over the last several years, Um, not just because of a pandemic, but also um, 
kind of te- tectonic plate shifting uh-huh. culturally, which has left far greater divides. And I think people are, does feel like we're all emerging from a fog. I think a lot of people right now feel a sense of lostness and are asking big existential questions about the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. Not only have things changed since we were raised, um, Jamie, but also profound changes for our children in the last several years. Um, so I think we're all trying to navigate a fog. And, and it, yes, they're big questions, but also it gets down to really granular, nitty gritty for each of our kids. Everybody, you and I, our friends, but our kids, everybody's facing like big battles and challenges that from the outside, maybe looking in, you're going, oh, like, what's it to a little kid? Like whether you've got friends or not, or whether, like the, there's big problems in the world. But you know what? For a kid, that's a really big problem. And what we all need right now, it is a big problem. Like it, it's starting to wire a kid to understand, can I trust what does what does what does it look like to have secure attachments in the world where I feel like I I can actually articulate my feelings and it's safe for me to be who I am that people are going to listen and hear me? Really, having a brave song in this world is about how do we go ahead and give our children agency and tools for resiliency in a really hard world? And I think we as parents are trying to figure that out, but we really need to go. How am I being really intentional? In a world where there's all kinds of incoming, do I have I been giving my kids real tools for when I step out into the fog, when I get to the place and there's not a seat for me at the table, when I'm facing hard things day in and day out all day long? What tool does your child have to go, oh, I know who I am and I know how to have the confidence to take the next step forward? Uh, I'm going to mess up this quote, Anne, but our mutual friend, um, Dr. Thompson, mm. says something about how the best thing we can give our kids as their parent is when we acknowledge mm. and start living or working on our own story. I'm going to, I messed that up a little bit, but you get what I'm saying. Yes. As parents, I start to see that I start to be able to give my kids, um, I don't want to use the word a better mom because I, I don't like that, but I start to give my kids um, a better version of me when I'm willing to engage in my whole story, my whole life, my hardships, everything that I've been through. Yes. And I, yes. when I read your, yes. when I read your book, and what I just kept thinking was, this is such a tool for parents to also have those feelings and sing that song over their own lives. And because, because you even said, you confessed earlier as we started talking that here we are, we've been friends for years. You've been friends with some of the people in that group for years and years and years. And you're at the table going, do I belong here? And so I think as parents reading this, they'll also be able to feel like, Oh, it is him in me. He makes me strong and I am brave and I belong because of him. And so what a great great, great resource you put in families' homes. Well, I just think, I mean, as a mama of seven kids, I literally, Jamie, have read hundreds of hours of books. <laughs> um, and I, when, I, when I sit down to read a story to a child, I want it to also be speaking. I mean, I think it's C.S. Lewis who says, like, if you're a great children's writer, you're not writing for an age. You're writing for the timelessness and agelessness of all of us. You're writing to the child in all of us, too. And so I really, um, to write a book that when a parent sits down and goes, oh, this was also story time for me. I need to remember my brave song in the middle of my big battles, in the middle of the dragons that I'm trying to slay. Um, what is it? I mean... At the end, it talks about in a rain, she knew there would be days when hard winds would blow her backward. There would be days when she would step in puddles up to her knees. There would be days when the special tender parts of her one brave heart would get hurt. 
But on those days, there was a bigger song within her that was louder than any of the lies. I don't know, Jamie. I'm writing for children when I write those words, but I'm also writing them for me. Mm, so much are you writing them for the Well, and I love this book so much. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. I want to talk about two quick things before we go. Number one, um, you are a little bit ahead of me with parenting. So you've got kids older than me, but you also have kids younger than mine as well, since you and Daryl decided to spread this whole thing out. Um, (laughs) You have that. But you recently put an Instagram post up, and I don't know if it was a story or a post, where all your kids were home. I think it was for two of your kids' birthdays. All your kids were home under one roof, and you said your mama heart was so very, very happy. And I just want to say that as a mom who – as my kids get older, they're working, they're doing their own things. Sunday nights are what we demand <laughs> that our kids are home. Like no one can work on a Sunday night. You have to be home because we're going to have family dinner. My mama heart is so happy. And so I, I read your little post and thought, oh, I feel that and so much. So I just want to say I'm happy that you had that day. <laughs> yes, I think I think I think I wrote down that um, when from mother, when all of our children are under one roof, it feels like we are the ones who've come home. And I think that for a mother to have all of her babies under one roof, that actually is a homecoming for the mother because it feels like for a mom, all of the parts of her heart are scattered when the kids are like, I mean, when you give birth to a baby, it's part of your heart is going out into the world. And when they all come home, oh my goodness. (laughs) And I think for adult kids, they go, oh mom, like you knew I was gonna grow up and go away. Yes, we do. And we did. No. But them coming home feels like the parts of our hearts all being brought together again. Mm, I love it so much. Okay, so this is the last thing I want to talk to you about um, before before we go. And you guys, your brave song by Ann Voskamp, go get this for your kids, for your family. Have it in your home. Have it in your classroom. Have it in your Sunday school room. It is so so great. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. this, Ann, mm-hmm. real quick. Is uh, over uh, Advent uh, in December, my family was gifted uh, from your family an Advent. Mm-hmm. What do we call this? So we, it's called a cradle to cross wreath. So you use it for. Advent, the 25 holes moving that candle forward to Jesus waiting in the manger. It's Mary on a donkey with a candle moving forward. And then it actually has extensions to take you, Jesus carrying the cross, and you're actually doing 40 candles moving ahead all the way through Lent. So the cradle to the cross, Advent to Lent wreath. Okay, so we were gifted that, and every time we sit down to do it, Aaron asked me the same question. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Aaron, I already told you this, but every time we sit down, he's like, 
so who did this? And I'm like, I think it's Anne's son and his wife. And I tell him all about it. Yes. And then we'll then we'll read the yes. Advent story. And he's like, yes. so who wrote this? And I was like, I think Melba wrote it. I don't know. But all this to say, Anne, is this episode is airing uh, in February. And actually this year, Lent is February. I just wrote it down. It's February 22nd. Yes. Ash Wednesday starts. And so I want you to tell, yes. if you'll just tell yes. us real quick where people can get this uh, cradle to the cross wreath because we're yeah. going to do it for Lent again because we just did it for Advent in December. But I want everyone to know about it because it's so beautiful. It's uh, actually, um, so our oldest son, Caleb, I asked him to make the first one when he was like 14. So he handmade the first one for us when he was 14 years old. And now he's made like tons of thousands of these. Um, so it extends, it extends for Lent because I was for our family, it's really important to understand Jesus coming at Christmas time isn't the end of the story. We wanted our family to gather around with the same anticipation that we did for Advent and Christmas. We wanted to do that for Lent for Easter because this is the culmination of the true Christian story that Jesus went to the cross, for our, loved us to death and back to the realest life, the resurrection. So it's got 40 holes you go ahead and put the candle in and move Jesus carrying the cross. And for me, last year at Lent, Jamie, it was after everyone would go to bed, I would light all the candles again and just sit there in the candlelight. Jesus moving closer to Calvary for me was um, so profound. Because uh, what if he hadn't done it? So you can find that at um, thekeepingcompany.com, which is um, because really it's about keeping company with Christ. Um, through Advent, through Lent, and it's a way sometimes in the midst of busy family life, you go, oh, I don't know how to do all of those things. That's Those are for like the super holy families, and we're not that. And I'm just here to say we're not that either. <laughs> but it doesn't take five minutes just to light a candle and to sit in the light and to ponder Christ's coming, both not just to earth, but then also com coming to Calvary to save us and redeem us has been one of the most profound experiences for us as a family. So it's really beautiful to think of the Ivy family gathering around it at Advent and then to sit with it at Lent is really um, a tender experience because it's actually, sometimes we have this big commercial build up to Christmas and don't really have the same kind of entering into what Jesus has done for us at the cross. And I just think as a family, it's a really beautiful thing to gather around and say, we are not going to miss this. We are going to have a season going up to, to Easter. So when we get to, to Good Friday, when we get to Resurrection Easter Sunday morning, our hearts have really prepared for what Christ has done for us. I love the Ivies so much, Jamie. Oh, I just want everyone to know too, in case you think that the Voskamps and the Ivies are super holy, is that like in Advent, there was one <laughs> night where we did five nights reading because listen, we got a little behind. And so we had to catch up and do all five at once. And it was so great. Um, and I'm so grateful for you and your family for all the things that you're doing in this book. I want to end by asking every guest what I always ask, what are you reading these days? Jamie wants to know, Jamie wants to know, we want to know what you're reading. Right now, I am reading, I always have um, a Eugene Peterson book on the go. He is always my go-to, whether it's when I get ready in the morning, I have him on Audible. Usually, he is my listen-to in the morning, um, but right now, I'm actually reading The, con the um, Contemplative Pastor by Eugene Peterson, which is really about 
upside down kingdom? What does it mean to actually incarnate Jesus in a small community where the pastor is not looking for platform, but he's actually making his life into a living sacrifice mm-hmm. and laying his life down on the altar for a small community of people? And I really think what matters most is how are we being like Jesus to the people right next door to us? I love that so much. I'm reading for the very first time. I know that you have probably read this a thousand times. um, A Long Obedience Mm. in the Same Direction by Eugene. And it's my first time with that book. And it is. And what do you think? It's a slow read for me. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But I find myself going back and even I haven't even finished the book yet. And I'll hear something at church. and I'm like, I want to go back and read this because that reminds me of something Eugene said. And it was so, so great. So I'm really loving it. Well, read. I have. I'm constantly. Constant repeat for me is when Kingfisher's Catch Fire, which are his sermons, and I cannot more highly recommend it, Jamie. I mean, I'll just, I'll live with Eugene. Actually, one of my greatest privileges was getting to work with Eugene on the message. So I, for me, I will just live with Eugene till my last breath. Oh, I love it so much. Well, Anne, I'm so grateful for you. I love you dearly, friend. I'm so excited for this new project to get out into the world, and I'm grateful for you spending some time with us at the happy hour today. Well, I'm just so grateful, Jamie Ivy, that you care about what is what is happening in families, that you care about a mental health crisis, that you care about. I mean, I do life with you and I know how much you care about people's hearts. So just thank you for the, all the tools that you give people every day to go out and be resilient in Christ in hard times where we just get to be a blazing light for each other and make space at the table. Thanks for all the times you've made space at the table for me, Jamie Ivy. I love you, Anne. You're always welcome to my table. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. Executive produced by Jamie Ivey, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people.